It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. HGTV and DIY network host and master carpenter Carl Champley is the author of Same Place, More Space, 50 projects to maximize every room in your house. And he is joining us today on Amy's Table. Hi, Carl. How are you? I'm wonderful, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Well, I have to ask you, do you walk into any space and look up, look down, look around and think, oh, what I could do with this space? You know I do. I bet you do. It's, <laughs> I know. It's funny. For years, it's like, you know, being in the industry now for about 28 years, I'll walk into a five-star hotel and I'll, I'll be down on my hands and knees and just feeling the mosaic tiles, just, just checking if they've done it right. And I'm always looking <laughs> you know, at on the building front, but now into the space management you know, I do. You know, you'll get into a hotel room and you look around and you think, you know, why is there a big bulky ironing board against the wall when it could be in a drawer that you just pull out and it just flops out? You know, there's so many great ideas and you're right, I do look everywhere for it. Well, you know, you say so many great ideas and I've got to tell you that it's a mixed bag with people trying to do DIY stuff. I think probably, and you'll agree with me, one of the biggest mistakes is people jump in with no real direction. <laughs> and I look through your book and you really not only give so much great basic starting information, but really step by step, you know, from timeline to how to's. What do you think is the best way for anyone to approach any DIY project? Like, where do you begin? Oh, well, thanks. Thanks for uh, plugging the book. And uh, and where you begin, it's, it's a, it's, you know what? This whole conversation would have been totally useless without you asking that question, and thanks for asking. It's so important where we begin. And the reason I wrote that particular book in such a way is because I, for the last two or three years, I was really listening to what people thought of all the home improvement books out there, and a lot of them would get halfway through a project, and there wasn't sufficient information. So I kind of designed and wrote that book in a way where I was holding the person's hand throughout the process. Mm-hmm. And um, the best way to start is let's say, for example, it's a weekend project, and this will apply to everybody. But let's say it's a simple project for the weekend. It may be fitting out an existing closet and putting in some side shelves. So let's use that as an example. Okay. The most important thing um, to do is to be organized up front. And that means is during the week while you know people are at work or in the evening, um, they need to kind of sketch out or draw, even though it's a ridiculous drawing, but that little sketch will give them an idea of like, hang on, we need some plywood. Oh, we may want to finish the edge of the plywood. Let's get something a little bit decorative. Oh, we're going to paint it, so we need some primer, we need some paint. Preparation, I need to sand it, so I need some sandpaper, and I need something to fasten it into the wall. So all of a sudden you create a material list, and then people need to think, well, what sort of tools do I need to, you know, to cut this up and to install it? A lot of people are frightened of cutting big sheets of plywood, and I don't blame them. Um, although I'm always um, you know, telling them to do it. But you can get dangerous things already pre-cut, so you know, you're cutting the work down. So the first thing to do is to draw it out, plan it, get all the materials and the tools, and when the weekend comes along, you can wake up on Saturday, have time uh, having breakfast with the family, get the family involved, and then do the project. And that way you'll actually get the project done on the weekend it won't become a three-weekend project. You know what I mean? So it's a little bit of organization up front. We'll get the project Pay off done. in the end, yes. And your family will exactly. still love you. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I try to eliminate the divorce thing. You know? 
<laughs> the more organized we are, the better it is. Oh, it's so true. Well, you know, Carl, it's funny because I would make those same sort of analogies to food. You get all, you decide your menu, you get yeah. your prep in place, you get your prep done. And then when it comes time to cook, you get it all done, you're happy. Well, I think that the other thing is, do people ever maybe bite off more than they can chew? What are some good starter projects for people? And I guess I'm going to ask you two questions at once. What are some of the the places that you see we're really not making use of space that are easy to rectify? Oh, the, oh God, this is, this is great. You know, we could do this for 12 hours, but let's just look at the kitchen, for example. Um, when I look at a kitchen, two areas that's really not utilized enough here, um, and, it's, and I say that because um, Australia and the U.S. are very similar, but if we, you look at what goes on in Europe, because of, and because of larger cities, they maximize all the, all the space that they have. And this could be in Milan, it could be in Rome, it could be you know, in Vienna, in Austria, New York City, for example. But when people need more space in the kitchen, the standard run-of-the-mill is you've got overhead cabinets above your kitchen cabinets, and they don't go all the way to the ceiling. Well, if, if people listening in, are like, next time they go in the kitchen, they stand there and they look up and they think, you know what, Carl's right. If we extended that all the way to the ceiling, and this is very doable, these are standard cabinets um, that could be picked up, and you can actually get doors to match. If you raise those cabinets all the way to the ceiling, you have an additional third extra space. The toe kicks, for example, one thing I've done in Australia a lot and I've done over here is I've made toe kick drawers all the way around the toe kick. And that way you've got, big, you've got trays, you've got platters, all those large items can fit under there. So there are two areas just in the kitchen alone that can... Oh, my really? gosh. When you said the toe kick cabinets, everyone in the room here right now at the station, <laughs> all our mouths dropped open. We kind of tilted our heads. I thought... Toe kick cabinets. I'm running I home know. and getting some. <laughs> that's yeah, so awesome. It's a really good use of space. And you know, if um, people listening in, they're thinking, "Well, that that's a lot of work." Well, as you know more than anybody, just I think if let's say, for example, it's a one-hour project, people have that's all they've got, and they want to do right. one-hour project in the kitchen. A lot of people see all these great kitchen ideas, and I think that becomes like the template of what people should do in the kitchen. But really. It's everybody's personal choice. They stand there in the kitchen and they think, well, what do I use every week? What do I use every day? Um, so it's like I think the only way to do it is empty everything out, e- empty everything out, clean everything out, and just utilize the utensils and the plates and the knives and forks for you and your family. Everything else that you're not really using, put it in the higher cabinets or elsewhere. And remember for people to think that you can use cabinets in other locations of the home. It doesn't all have to be jam-packed in the garage and in the uh, kitchen itself. Yeah, that's so, so that true. Way. Almost and like remote way, you know, storage. Plenty of space. Exactly, yeah. exactly. No, you know, that's so true because people who are sifting past or rifling past, you know, the turkey platter that they use once a year, uh, exactly. you know, that could be in the laundry room in a holiday storage cabinet or whatever. Yeah. But, I, you know, when you mentioned earlier about in being at a hotel room and seeing a big bulky ironing board and you thought of a better alternative, don't you think when people have organized and streamlined use of their products or things that they use at their home, it just makes life go better? It, it really does, and I call it um, human efficiency. You know, like we've got some great energy-efficient appliances in there, but again, uh, we know that when everything is organized, and when it is organized, there's, there's better chance for everything to go back in its rightful place. Your life becomes r- much more efficient, because let's say, for example, we lose 15 minutes a day because, you know, and someone's trying to sleep upstairs, you know, the pots are cracking and as you're trying to get the turkey pot out, well, all that can be eliminated and life can be made easier. 
And, you know, let's say, for example, it's 15 minutes a day. Let's say it's an approximately a couple of hours a week. Well, that's like eight hours a month. That's, that's like 100 hours a year that we are losing in time. And I'll tell you what, I, I don't know anyone out there that wouldn't want to gain that time back. Oh. Definitely. And that's efficiency. That yeah. is efficiency, which just feels good. Well, you know, as I look through the book and I see all of these things that just make so much sense, not only from a storage and efficiency standpoint, but also, hey, how about from a design and beauty standpoint? I know a lot of us look at our homes and we're like, oh, I wish I could do this or that. You've got the carved out wall niche, and I'm excited to see that it's only a two hammer difficulty rating. But you, you, you do these recessed um, bookshelves, and how lovely to add that to your home it really is you know you can have the typical cookie cutter type home and you know what's exciting anyone listening in whether you've got a condo or a home is you're in a standard drywalled room and it's square rectangular what have you there's nothing stopping you from going into the wall space and creating some you know some carved out niches if you've got a bed against a wall you can put a carved out niche on either side um, now, it's not very deep. It's only about four inches deep, but there's right. nothing stopping you from adding an additional protrusion of four inches, and all of a sudden you've got an eight-inch depth um, little shelf. You put like a little touch light up the top, and it really just creates a nice ambience in the room. Oh, I love that idea. And, you know, I, before we let you go today, I want to talk about one final one, and that's the closet makeover, only one hammer difficulty. And I'm wondering, you know, as we walk into our closets and we go, oh, you know, give up all that complaining. This sounds good. One to two hours per project, you're saying, to redo the closet. Yeah, it's funny. I just come back from New York. I um, I jumped on the Rachel Ray show, and it was it was the closet week, and they brought me in to just talk about closets. And you know, I, I you often think closets whoop de doo, but everyone in the audience was going crazy because it, it it really is an important feature in our bedroom because it is something that we handle every single day, yeah. and we're getting back to efficiency. And there is so much we can do with the closet, and the same thing applies to what we're doing with the kitchen. It's really emptying everything out on the bed wiping it down. You may want to throw a fresh coat of paint on there. And the first thing is, is to sort through everything we have to be, be, before we think about designing it. Let's, um, utilize, let's get stuff that we use every day for work and what items we're using for the weekend and for holidays. Now, you put that aside, and we've got to be pretty ruthless for this, and you find out there's only a third of those items, um, there's two-thirds of the items left. Right. So, um, you know, you want to set a zone up in that closet, in the wardrobe, that you know where it is, you go straight for it. Whether you color code it or whatever you do, it's just the clothes that you need and the shoes in the rightful place. And the other items can be, um, you know, boxed at a higher area. And what items you, you, you don't really need, you can sell, get a little bit of money back. If you can't, just donate it to somebody that really uh, can use it. And if you've got a closet with, a di- with space, it's really great because it just enables you to think, well, maybe I can actually just, if I, if I really like something, I can go out and get another, um, another dress or a pair of jeans or a blouse or what have you. So, you know, it's reducing the stuff that we have is great because I think the stuff tends to own us. At the end of the oh, day, well, I, I agree. I couldn't agree yeah. more. I think that there's nothing more liberating. Think about it. Whenever you get rid of a bunch of stuff, you feel great. That's not by accident. It's, that's it. The more time you have to spend managing it, looking at it, or not having it work efficiently, it just doesn't feel good. But there is an idea for everybody in the book. Same place, more space, 50 projects to maximize every room in the house by Carl Champley. And tra- Carl, this is awesome. I'm going to send people to, where can we send them for more information about you? 
Um, I would say the website, which is uh, carlchampley.com. Perfect. So it's just A-A-R-L and C-H-A-M-P-L-E-Y.com. Perfect. And I'll put all your information on amystable.com as well. I'm going to get out there and do those toe kick cabinets, though. I love that. I love that. Carl, thanks so much for joining us. It is a pleasure. You're wonderful. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. For more, visit Amy's blog with Q102 online at WKRQ.com. Amy.